You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. I'm Mike Hearn here, your host. Back with another episode with Chef Jimmy Mays today to talk to you about Chef's Feast. Uh, amazing, obviously, program and, and a lot of cool stuff happening in this city as well. And obviously, food in this city is amazing. So before we dive into about Chef's Feast, um, you know, an amazing amazing day and amazing thing for for regional food bank uh chef tell me a little bit about yourself and and you know do you grow up in oklahoma city yeah okay so a little bit about my background i uh i grew up in warrico oklahoma which is an hour and a half south of oklahoma city population uh, like 1200 graduated with 30 kids uh so from there i went to oklahoma state studied hotel restaurant management eventually moved to oklahoma city um we opened uh, cafe seven uh, which is on Memorial in May. Uh, it'll celebrate 12 years this year in business. Um, and it's just been a roller coaster ride on that one. And then two years ago, we opened the Hamilton Supperhead and Lounge in North Park Mall. And that's kind of where we're at now. I love so, Cafe 7. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank big you. Big fan of the pizza there. My wife loves the, the pizza as well. And then I, I, I mean, the salad's great too. Like I'm a. You know, after binging on bad food, you need to go for a solid chicken salad. Yeah, every day. Well, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, so before, like, growing up in Warica and and like, was food big in the family growing up? Yeah. So, uh, actually, my background: my uh, great grandfather started a restaurant in Warica in 1962. So it's called Bill's Fish House. So I basically started working there as soon as I was tall enough to reach the equipment. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hospitality was kind of in, indoctrinated from birth, if you will. Um, so w- with, with growing up in the, in, you know, within the restaurant industry and, and serving and, and basically busting tables or cleaning, t- you know, cleaning plates, every, doing every job you can. Uh, when you came to Oklahoma City, did you go to school for, for culinary stuff? You know, I didn't. Um, so at Oklahoma State, the program was basically focused on management. There were a few like food prep courses and things that we had to, you know, do, which um, helped. But no, it's pretty much all self-taught, self-learned, and on-the-job training scenario. Yeah. So I had a lot of a lot of good mentors growing up, um, especially coming through that program. Dr. Morio is one of those. Uh, he's now at. Um, Gosh, he's now in Florida, but uh, learned a lot from that man. Mm-hmm. You know, Sunday dinners at his house with my fraternity brothers, and you know, it was just, it was fun. Yeah, so I mean, it. I, I guess it's progressed into like the love for cooking, right? I mean, when you grow up around it, it's probably like oh, I'm just something I have to do. Whereas now, it's more about like serving and helping people and seeing people smiling faces and and getting to serve the food. Absolutely. It's a celebration now. Hmm. So, so. Uh, Cafe 7 then was the first one that you guys opened up? It was in Oklahoma City. Um, we have a few other restaurants in Tulsa that we're partnered with, um, but Cafe 7 was our first one in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And then you've gone so on. We, uh, Go ahead. So, so yeah, so uh, here in Oklahoma City locally, we have uh, – Cafe Seven, and then we also have the Hamilton Supper and Lounge, and Tulsa. Some of our partner restaurants. We have um, Roosevelt's Gastro Pub, our bar on Brookside, um, Old School Bagel Cafe, and then a Boston Avenue Grill. 
Oh, some great restaurants. I love old school bagel as well. <laughs> yeah, oh. so we uh, we have uh, licensed stores in Tulsa, so we're we're good friends with the uh, the people here in Oklahoma City. But yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty fun making oh, bagels. Definitely, like I I'm I'm the weird one that likes the all meat, but it also gets it on like a, a fruity kind of cranberry bagel because I just why not? Why not? But celebrate uh, it. Exactly. Um, so, so about Chef's Feast, how, um, I mean, how is this, you've been involved in it before, I assume, right? This isn't the first time you, you're doing stuff with it. Yeah, gosh, I, I don't even know how many years we've been participating. It's, it's been a, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of our favorite events that we get to do every year. You know, just the program that it benefits is just huge, you know? And it really is just one of the one of the more fun events every year, uh, you know, with, you know, just the crowd and all the participating restaurants and, and everybody, you know, it's it's a grand event, you know, and that's it's just so much fun. Yeah, I mean, obviously a little different this year and it, and it was last year, too, as well, coming up, you know, right as COVID happened. But um, what you know, what what does it mean for you, you know, to, to be a part of, um, you know, the chef's feast and, and just, and how, you know, the impact that it has? Uh, you know, honestly, I think the first year that we got asked to do chef feast, I really didn't understand what it was. Um, so we just kind of showed up with our dish and, and served it. And that's really when I learned about the mission of the food bank and the backpack program. Um, you know, like I had no idea one in eight kids and I, that stat may have changed by now, but one in one in eight kids don't eat on the weekend, you know? And, you know, as, as a restaurateur and chef, like that breaks my heart to think like people don't have access to food. Food is not readily available to them, you know? So any, any little bit that we can do to help share that information and get that information out, out to raise the money to kind of get this taken care of like we're all in you know and it's 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 heartbreaking to hear but it's heartwarming to know that what we do actually does make a difference you know yeah you're right it's amazing isn't it just a little bit of help goes so far and you know for me personally i've only been involved a little bit you know recently and and just getting to know those stats and realize i mean it, it is shocking when you hear those stats and and like yourself in a position where you see food that you have wasted food you know that now you get to repurpose that or get to give it or get a little you know whatever comes in you at least know how to use this stuff yeah absolutely absolutely um so with with obviously every chef's feast kind of does a theme and and you know last year i think was mardi gras and and obviously you've been involved for quite a while so what for you has been some of the favorite themes that you've done and then i guess favorite dishes on top of that oh gosh you know there was there was one year I think it was a, a backyard or a tailgate theme or it was something like a backyard tailgate theme. And we did these little sliders with beef tartare and oh my God, they were so good. They were so good. Um, probably one of my favorite memories from Chef's Feast is there was one year when Cheever's Cafe, they had an ice sculpture and they found this contraption. I don't even know where they found it, but they could literally shave ice off of their ice block and they were making um, boozy snow cones. And it was 
I mean, it was epic, you know, just to have this giant block of ice, you know, shaving fresh snow cones. It was so cool. Um, you know, um, yeah, I think those little beef tartare sliders are probably my, probably my favorite. Yeah. You're going to have to make some just to bring it back that memory, right? A hundred percent. Well, you know, and kind of the cool thing about chef's feast, it's like the one event a year where you can just totally go all out. You know, you don't have to, like, there's no constraints, you know, you can, you can be as creative as you want and people are, you know, they're still going to try it cause they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's dishes that we've made that I don't even remember, <laughs> you know, just because yeah. it, it, you know, it is a crazy experience. It's so fun. Well, it's great for you too, right? You, like you said, you get to be creative. You get to push the boat out, and you know, it's you're not stuck to a strict menu like you are every day at certain restaurants. You get to really try and test your skills and kind of, you know, take a risk or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah, that's what that that's one of the other reasons that event is so fun. And the people that attend the event, you know, they're not stuffy, you know, they're there to have a good time. They're there to eat, which is awesome. The best kind of event. Absolutely. And you know, the, and the cool thing about the guests at that event, you know, they, they want to talk to you. They want to know what's in it. They want to know how you made it. You know, it's not just a, Oh, thanks for my food and walk on, you know, like <laughs> they, they care. They want to know, you know, it's, and that's, it's really cool. Yeah. What's it like being at the events and getting to engage with the other chefs that are involved too? You know, it can get pretty rowdy, uh, especially in the back of the house, you know, before service. But, uh, you know, it's fun because there's not a lot of times in the year where, you know, you get that group of people together, you know, and, you know, just have that camaraderie and compassion for everybody. You know, you get together, you talk about the, the highs, the lows and everything in between, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's fun, you know, because there's new techniques that come out or, or new things or ideas or whatever. Yeah. So it's just, what, it's really. Fun. What are you, uh, what are you planning on bringing for this year? Are you allowed to say, you know, I honestly, I don't know yet. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think I've actually seen the theme this year yet. Um, so I'm sure it'll be epic. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, Obviously, you know, this is a huge deal for the food bank. And, and one of the questions that the, the food bank, you know, has and, and gives, you know, one of the main questions that people have is like, why, right? Why is it important to advocate for the food bank and, you know, for the kids programs? And I mean, to me and you, it's obvious, right? But if someone asks you that, you know, what what is your response? You know, my kind of my approach to philanthropy is I would much rather help those that can't help themselves, you know? And so to be able to advocate for those that, that really they legit cannot do anything to help their situation, you know, like we have to do something, you know, and it, this is a, a great way to kind of get the information out and get an initiative started and steamrolling. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough situation and, and luckily the food bank's there to bridge the gap and help out. Yeah. Has it been, I mean, great for you as well. Once you're involved, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. Has it been fun to kind of invite other chefs and tell them to get involved and kind of bring the community around it even more? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there's, there's definitely been, you know, years where there've been many, there's years when there've been few, um, and, you know, to kind of recycle through some, some old and some new and, you know, it's, it's always fun to see fresh and new ideas. Um, 
you know, and I think the food bank does a really good job of, of keeping the event fresh, um, you know, because there's a lot of events out there that, you know, can kind of seem stale or old or dated or, or whatever. But, you know, the, the energy that they bring to the event is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess the value, right, that someone gets that they're paying to come to this event, right? I mean, it's very hard to beat that value. You get all this food, you know, the drinks and you hang out and it's such a good yeah. time. It's such a unique experience every year. Yeah. You know, it's hard to beat. It really is. You know, and it's, it, and it's a fun night out because, you know, the foodies of the city all kind of congregate. So, you know, you see them interact with one another and then they interact with their favorite chefs and whatnot. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a good event. You know, you leave there feeling good. You leave there feeling like you made a difference. You feel like you helped, um, you know, and for a lot of events, it's not like that. You know, it's kind of empty. Yeah. Uh, for you personally, what's the rest of the year look like? Obviously, the restaurant industry is, you know, heavily affected due to the virus, you know, last year and, and hopefully coming into this year now with people getting the vaccine, that will open up slightly. But what does your year look like going forward? Yeah, you know, so um, we opened the Hamilton in August of 2019. Um, so it's it's a small space, about 2,000 square feet. And uh, we actually just signed the paperwork to expand the Hamilton. Um, so we're going to bust out a wall and open a, a new speakeasy um, next door. So be, uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's early in 2021. It's anybody's guess is what's going to happen this year. So it's going to roll with the punches, adapt and overcome is what we say. Yeah. Was it, what was it like for you kind of, you know, when, when everything started rolling out and they were shutting restaurants down, was it, were you guys already kind of set up to go with most restaurants? Obviously cafe seven has a great to go. Cafe seven was great. Uh, You know, the hardest, the hardest part was being able to keep the staff, you know, because the first keep it float while, you know, it was rebuilding was huge. Um, The Hamilton wasn't really designed for takeout. So, you know, we closed for a couple of days, kind of rallied the troops and um, started what we called room service. Um, and it was a delivery, um, delivery and pickup takeout um, through the Hamilton. And, you know, luckily our legislators stepped in and gave us the ability to deliver alcohol and sell, sell bottles and beer and, and things like that. So, you know, that really helped. Um, I, was, I was fortunate enough to be uh, lended a, a lobster costume uh, to uh, make deliveries in. And so we ended up being on uh, Business Insider and uh, CBS This Morning uh, National News uh, because of that little stunt. So it was pretty funny. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, so, so for people listening, if they haven't tried any of your restaurants, uh, which uh, that's a very short list, but if, they, you know, if they're regulars or whatever, what is one dish, I guess, at Cafe 7 at Hamilton uh, that people don't usually go for that's they really should because it's standout amazing uh, okay so at Cafe 7 on our seasonal menu about three years ago we came up with this dish called the Salmon Power Bowl and it's uh, Santa Fe Spiced Quinoa, Black Beans, Roasted Sweet Potatoes, Chipotle Glazed Salmon with Sauteed Spinach and it is I mean, the flavor combinations and there's lights out, you know, you, they, yeah, it's just, it's just good. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. Um, and then at the Hamilton, I would probably have to say the succotash chicken stack is my favorite thing. And it's uh, layers of uh, mashed potatoes, seared chicken breast, and it's topped with a saute of bacon, 
corn, peas, and red bell pepper. And it's finished with a little Berblanc sauce and uh, comfort in a bowl, you know. If you're having a bad day, it's great. If you're having a good day, it's great. If you don't feel like eating, it's great. <laughs> it's just just one of those dishes that, you know, just it makes you feel good. Yeah. So cool. that's, that's what I got. And, uh, I'm glad you said the, the Powerball because I've had it and it, you're right. It's amazing. Um, it's very easy to eat. You know, it's, it's, and it is, like you said, everything, it tastes so good. Um, so I do know for one that that is awesome. Um, well, you know, this, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, and you know what, Mike? I totally forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, I t- I'm sorry. I totally forgot to mention. Um, during during the shutdown last year, um, we were actually approached to help take over a concept, uh, to rebrand a concept. And it's, we actually ended up calling it Cafe Siete. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, a taco shop and a gas station at 164th and Rockwell. Uh, so if you're ever out that way, there's this killer breakfast burrito that we make and it's uh it's a chilaquiles burrito and so it's uh it's tortilla strips that are grilled with uh oh gosh salsa rojo and then scrambled eggs and cheese and chorizo or sausage or whatever you want in it and it is primo i'm so hungry now (laughs) (laughs) i did my yeah. You've done your job. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Jimmy, appreciate, you know, appreciate you coming on excited and, and thankful, obviously that you're involved with the regional food bank and chef's feast and, and can't wait to see what you conjure up this year. Uh, and obviously wish you all the best yeah. for the rest of the year. Well, thanks Mike. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day as well. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.